You should've never doubted me I'ma work to my last breath I'ma hustle to my last breath Yeah, yeah Uh, yeah, you should've never doubted me The pain and the struggle followed me My daddy napping that bothered me and these cold streets made a man of me. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. Today we're going to do it a little bit differently. You know, I always have one guest come on and talk about a player's skill set, but who better to talk about their own skill set than the player themselves? Today I'm joined by a cornerback from Miami of Ohio, Heath Harding, one of my favorite players in this draft. Really good player. You can play inside and out. Very physical corner. Great ball skills. Heath, how are we doing today? Hey, I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. You know, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I know we. I had an interview with you on NDT Scouting last year. And I, I found your story really interesting. I know you came up as a running back in high school. Can you talk to me a little bit about kind of what football means to you? And I remember you told me the story about your grandmother and what that meant to you for your junior year. C- can you tell the people that story? Oh uh, yeah, man. Football match has given me give me everything, honestly, in terms of just giving me my uh, my platform to do what I love and to just be like you know you heard the whole mayor of Oxford. You know, football get, gave me that plat- that platform to be that. And in terms of uh, coming from Dayton Christian, you know, it was a small school that you know really wasn't known for a sport. And then my my class really kind of put football on the map there. And then, you know, each individual player took it and went forward and did our own little careers. And mine took me to Miami. And and I'm blessed for that experience because it helped me become the person I am today. You know, a lot of little backstory on me. Uh, Growing up, my mom has had cancer five different times. And, you know, being kind of like the man of the house so to speak. I had to, you know, I had a lot on my plate at an early age. So football kind of gave me that little getaway, you know, a time for myself and to, you know, to kind of not be a kid, but not have to be such an adult as early as, you know, I had to be when I went home. Uh, and to talk about my grandma a little bit, uh, she passed away in 2015. So I uh, dedicated that season to her because you know, my grandma is like my biggest influence in my life, just in terms of, you know, all the sickness and her and my mom both, all the sickness that they've both gone through and uh, kind of persevered through and kind of taught me that no matter what you're going through in life, one, someone has it worse and second doesn't doesn't stop you doing what needs to be done like there's no excuse like my mom had cancer and she was at work every day you know so i really i kind of like didn't think cancer was a big deal when i was young because she was like superwoman you know the same thing for my grandma so when she passed it kind of hurt me especially because i kind of made the decision to be at miami because of her you know because logistically uh, it's only an hour away from Dayton, so i did that so she can come to my games uh so it kind of hurt me deep when she couldn't you know i mean when she wasn't there so I dedicated that year to her, and then I got hurt that year, if you don't remember. So that was even more, you know, sad for me because I wasn't able, for one, I lost my grandma, and then I lose football. And I think that was kind of the biggest eye-opening change in my life because it kind of made me sit back and really think who I am and what I wanted to do going forward in my life. And sitting that year out was probably the best thing that could happen to me because it made me the best player that I am today, you know, better version of myself. And, you know, uh, so in 2016... You know, I rededicated that season to my grandma because I was finally able to play again. Uh, and, you know, that's the season everyone loved and talked about because that kind of put me on the map. So, just a little backstory. He's underselling himself there a little bit about putting himself on the map. He had one hell of a year. First team All-Mac, 11 passes broken up, four interceptions, 67 tackles, six and a half tackles for losses. Those are just kind of numbers you don't see across the board from corners. And your game is really well-rounded. That's one of the things that I really liked about your film. I mean, coming into the year, I think you were the only corner that PFF had coming into this entire season that had graded out with an 80 or above in coverage grade run stuff uh, run stop grade and uh, pass rush grade so your, your all-around game is is fantastic but what, when you look at your game and you evaluate yourself what things are you most proud of on the field I mean that right there just that I'm not your typical corner like you think of cornerbacks and you think of you know just lockdown cover guys yes I want to do that but that comes with the position you're supposed to do that as a cornerback 
I want to take that and go beyond. I want to tackle. I want to go on blitzes and get TFLs. Like, I enjoy that. And I don't think there's many corners that actually enjoy tackling and causing disruption that I, like I do. So that's why I take pride in just, you know, my physicality of my game and just you can count on me to do any job. Like, you can put me out, gunner on punt, and put me at the R1 on kickoff to go blow some stuff off. Like, whatever you need. Like, I'm a football player that just happens to play cornerback. That, I mean, that, that answer right there just gets me excited. You know, that, that's exactly what I love to hear. And I, I think you're you're a humble guy. You're, you're going to acknowledge that there are certain things you can, can work on. I think every player needs to acknowledge that no matter how good they are, there's always ways to get better. Is there something yeah. about your game that, that you would like to work on and really improve? Uh, just to be more smooth and being a cornerback. Like, like you mentioned earlier that I played offense all through high school and the move to defense in college. Really, it's kind of weird for me because I'm not your typical corner. Like, it turns like, obviously, I make plays and I do a lot of good things but when you uh when you watch my film you're like okay that's a little awkward but he got an interception you know so now i just want to like fix everything and kind of tighten it up and so i've become more of a technician so that's what i've been working on during this whole pre-draft process to be more of a fluid corner yeah and that makes a lot of sense and the, the scary thing is if you're still learning the technicalities of the position and you're having this kind of success you know, what, what does it say about when you get the technicalities down because you know you, you've played corner for what four years now or you, you played safety some you played in the slot um yeah. so you've kind of you're still learning the position and a, as you continue to develop that i i mean I, i'm a huge fan of yours and i, I think the the sky is really the limit for your potential in the nfl i mean when i watch your game it reminds me a lot of tyron matthew Keith, one of the questions that comes up about you is that your 2016 was so good. We just talked about how you dedicated that season to your grandmother and you were one of the best players in all of college football. Your your play fell off a little bit in 2017. What do you attribute that to? I'm not one to make excuses. I mean, but it's no secret that in 2017, I was pretty much hurt the whole season. You know, and I probably, you know, through lack of better judgment, I probably should have set out some games to fully heal. But it was my last season at Miami, and I love my team, I love my school, and I love the game of football. So I made a decision to play because, I mean, I feel like I wasn't the only guy out there hurting. You know, maybe I was hurting for a longer period of time. You know, pain tolerance is different, but I mean, that's how I approached it. Like, you know, I didn't want to look back on my last season in Miami and be like, I wasn't on the field. You know, so whether it was, you know, I mean, the best decision I should have made, like looking back on it, I, pr- I probably shouldn't have. But, you know, I love my team. I love my school. And I love the game of football. So, I mean, you know, the, the one thing you can say about me is that I'm too competitive and I'm too like loyal to my team and my school, then I can take that because I think that takes you a long way. Absolutely. I think that shows toughness, like you just mentioned, and you you care about helping your team out more than just your specific numbers. But I think it also tells me that your 2016 tape is the real you, and that was one of the best players in all of college football. Yeah, I mean, I... I agree with that. I mean, 26, 2016 to me, though, was helping me all season long. So that was awesome. You know, I mean, obviously coming back from the whole injury in 2015, mentally getting over that was the only hurdle I had in 2016. But once I was able to roll, I was rolling. And I wanted to carry that momentum in 2017, but my body wasn't feeling as good as my mind was, which, you know, people say I had a drop off season or whatever you want to say, or everyone contributed to. But I mean, I thought it was fine. I still had, what, like 60 plus tackles. I only had one pick, though. I had 10 pass breakups, so it wasn't completely a failure. We just, you know, we, it wasn't the season that everyone expected me to have and the team to have. So I think, you know, when that happens, you know, was a lot of blame to be passed out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I always say this, that I can evaluate the cornerback position and I can watch it as much as possible and I can talk to as many people as possible, but I'm never going to know the position as well as you are because you're the one that plays it. So as a cornerback, what do you think the most important traits are for a corner? Uh, I mean, I think above anything, confident because you can't let one 
reception or one time getting beat affect how you're going to play the next snap because you're going to get beat. I don't care who you are, how good you are, how talented you are. Like you're going to get beat. That's just the reality of the situation. And it's not about getting beat. It's how you respond, how you get beat. You know, like I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I haven't given up any deep ball. You know, that's a lie. I have, but I'm going to sit here and tell you the next play. I'm, I'm in the guy's face. Like I'm not, I'm not backing up. You know, I think that's what really you need to be like to be a successful corner is just to have that confidence and really knowing your ability and trusting that you've been doing this for a long time and that you're out here for a reason yeah i love that answer and that's one of those things that you're, you can't test at a combine you can't necessarily just see on film all the time but you have to understand that it, it's the next play mentality um yeah. and that being a corner probably requires as much confidence as any other position in football maybe quarterback is the only other one because you're out there on an island and if you play 49 of 50 snaps perfectly and the 50th yeah. one you get beat for a touchdown you're oh, you're the you're the dog all week <laughs> like it's yeah everyone sees that's that's rough, man. That's a that's a tough thing to ask, and it it, it says basically to be a corner, you got to be a different type of dude. I mean, you got to be a dog, honestly. Like, you got to be a, you got to you got to be a man and own it. Because it's like, yeah, like for me personally, like I wasn't feeling my best all season long last year, but I dang sure wasn't gonna let myself get beat deep every play either. You know what I mean? So it's like a a want to factor as well. I think that's another thing. You just gotta want to. Like you don't. It's like a man to man. Like you want you don't want this guy to, to beat you. That's just what it comes down to. And I could have made that excuse all season long, like, oh, I was hurt, I was this, I was that. It's like, no, I, I choose to come out on the football field, so I make that decision. Once you make the decision to be on the football field, no one cares if you're hurt, not hurt, or you're feeling sick, you got the flu, like, no one cares. It's all about what's happening for those 60 minutes at that point. I, I, I mean, know you didn't get the combine invite. When, when that happened, how did that make you feel? And then talk to me about how your pro day training's going. Uh, I mean, combine invite was something I was hoping for, obviously, you know, when you're young. You know, you dream of going to the NFL, you know, the combine is that best step, you know, to get there. So I was hoping to get it. And when it didn't come, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I was whatever. Because I wasn't. I was upset about it. But, you know, after I'd taken a day of being upset, I kind of just realized that, you know, God has a plan. And it hasn't been an easy road for me yet. So why should it change now? Yeah, like every year I've had some kind of question mark or doubt or limitation or something. And I love proving people wrong. Like, I remember when I first started playing football, people were like, oh, he can't play defense because he's not physical enough. Now I'm known as one of the most physical guys at my position in this whole class. You know, after coming back from my injury, my ball my ball skills were in question. They're like, oh, he doesn't attack the ball, doesn't play the ball well. 2016, I came back and had four picks, 11 pass breakups to kind of, you know, kind of shut them doubters up. So, I mean, now it's just doing the same thing, not getting the combine invite, just adds more fuel to the fire and just kind of gives me that extra boost into becoming, you know, the guy I want to be at the end of the day, which is... Uh, at the end of the day, I want to be the best guy in this class at my position. You talked about playing offense, and I think your answer is probably going to be physicality, but I'm wondering, what what does playing offense in your high school career, what does that bring to the defensive side of the ball? Uh, just the knack for winning the ball. I play running back, so I kind of got, you know, you were handed the ball all the time. And, you know, now when you get picks, it's like you got to go get it, you know. I think that really helps me out at, at, at playing defense because I, 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 want, I want the ball. The ball is in the air. I'm not trying to get a pass breakup. I'm trying to go pick it off every time. Like all my pass breakups are like dropped interceptions. That's how I look at it because I'm trying to pick it off every time it's in the air. That's awesome. So are you, are you saying that you dropped 11 interceptions or are you saying? Uh... <laughs> I mean, given the situation, you know, obviously if you aren't in a good position to pick it off, you got to just swat it away. But probably like three or four of those were dropped picks, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I, I'm just I'm just messing with you, but um, you know, you're, you're coming out of the MAC. There are a lot of good players that we've seen out of the MAC last year alone. You're talking about Corey Davis was what the fifth overall pick in the draft. Kareem Hunt just won Rookie of the Year. So there, there's been a lot of pedigree of of players that have had success uh, coming from the MAC. Who who's one of the hardest 
receivers that you've had to cover in your career? Uh, it's, it, that's a hard question, only because those guys have seen me at different phases of my career. You know, like freshman me had to go up against Willie Sneed. <laughs> like, you know, I was first year playing corner. Like, that was a challenge, <laughs> obviously. And then sophomore me got moved to safety. So I'm playing Corey Davis in the slot. <laughs> like, first off, Corey Davis is hard to cover anywhere, but you put him in the slot against a first year safety, like, that's difficult. And then, uh, you know, my 26 year. 2016 uh, campaign, I played against um, Taiwan Taylor. He's with the Titans right now as well, and he's an explosive athlete, hard to press. So, I mean, those three, those three are probably the top for me. And obviously, you know, there's other guys, but those three are the ones that really stand out. The man, I had to really do my homework. Yeah, I mean, those guys are ballers, right? The, 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 I, I don't blame you for saying that those are the, the most difficult three. I mean, Taiwan Taylor was one of the most explosive players in all of college football last year and Corey yeah. davis in the slot was something i noticed la uh, last year on his film was he was good on the outside but in the slot is where he was elite and a slot corner yeah. in general doesn't get the type of love he should but it's it's one of the most difficult positions on the football field last question before i let you get out of here and this is kind of just a more for fun question you know as, as you chase your dream in the nfl i know i know it doesn't matter what team you go to you just want your opportunity and you're going to make the most of it but if you could cover one receiver in the league and lock him down who would it be See, i'm a competitor man so you know, I always want to go against the best guy on the field. Like, whoever it is, I always want to run with the best guy. So, I mean, whoever the top guys, everyone has their different opinions on who the top receiver is in the league, whether it's Julio, AB, OBJ, you know, whoever you think the top guy is, that's who I would want to go against. That's that's my dream, you know, to play the best. And I think that's right there what makes athletes different than regular human beings because regular people want the easiest person to try to make themselves look the best so I, I love that you're saying give me the the biggest challenge there is in football and, and i want to see what i can do against those guys Heath, i just want to thank you for joining us man um I, I followed your journey for a couple years and who you are as a person inspires me and and the, the way you play football in general i think is the right way to play it so i just want to wish you best of luck um and, and everything that's about to come your way and, and i know it's going to work out for you hey man i appreciate it thank you for giving me the time to come on this show and you know, just to talk about what I love doing. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. He's Heath Harding, a cornerback out of Miami of Ohio. I'm Elliot Chris. You're listening to the Draft Daily Podcast. You can follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. As always, we really appreciate you listening, guys. Thank you. Thank you.